Welcome to the Aesthetic Entrepreneurs GSD, the number one podcast for aesthetic and beauty business owners who want to get stuff done and become the entrepreneurs the world needs them to be. Many of you out there are uncertain, overwhelmed, and confused about this thing called business. Where there's uncertainty, we give you comfort. Where there's overwhelm, we create calm. Where there's confusion, we provide clarity. Hey guys, welcome to Aesthetic Entrepreneurs GSD. It's Richard Crawford Small. Hope everybody out there is well, happy, and really enjoying the these opening weeks of 2022. I hope you've got your goals set. I hope you're focused, driven, and moving forward to take your business to the next level. Got an amazing um, show for you today. Um, it's an interview that I recorded a little while ago with our amazing performance mentor, Miss Stevie Potter. Incredible bundle of energy. And we were talking about um, the client journey and actually how to make your client journey less shit. So we recorded this on our Data 8 um, sessions that go out live in our Aesthetic Entrepreneurs Facebook group. So if you're not a member of that and you want to catch up with those, go onto Facebook, uh, search for the Aesthetic Entrepreneurs and apply to join the community. Um, or you could go to uh, the website www.aesthetic-entrepreneurs.com and um, you can be able to get a, a link from there. So, without further ado, this is what me and Stevie had to say. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to Date at 8. Me, Richard Crawford Small. Hope everybody is well. Hope you've had a fantastic uh, week so far. And thanks for joining us tonight. So, what have we got on the show tonight? News, and I'm joined by my friend, uh, fellow coach, and general awesome person, uh, Stevie Potter. So, um, big thing we did this week in AE is did a uh, webinar, or well, masterclass, in fact, actually, we don't call them webinars anymore, masterclass on uh, the client journey. And um, when it was actually really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, lots of people got some good value from it. Um, and it kind of leads into the to what this kind of this month is is all about. What we're really focusing on in AE world is this this concept of you know of elevation of taking 2022 by the nutsack and you know dragging it with you so you can get the most success out of this year as you possibly can. And um, and it's really important to me that you do that because, you know, there's no point in, in my mind of kind of just half-arsing this. You know, we set goals, we focus on what we want to achieve, and then you've got all these resources available to you to help you to achieve what you want to achieve. And this is, you know, Set It Entrepreneurs is one of those, uh, one of those resources. So, so the webinar, uh, well, the masterclass, sorry, uh, went really, really well. It, um, if we've still got a couple of dates, uh, available. So I'm doing it every other week. So I did it on Tuesday. Um, I'm doing it again in two weeks and doing it again in another couple of weeks after that. So um, I'll pop the link in um, if you'd like to join it. 
um, because yeah, it is is recorded, but you know you're not going to get the recording until either, unless you either actually attend it or we've we've or we've done it. So because you know you've got to be in the, in it to win it, and you get much more value from these things if you actually turn up and ask questions. So into the into the topic for today, as you can tell, we're, we're kind of going through this at a bit of a pace today because um, I've actually got um, a workshop tomorrow um, for our um, top. Top Gun um, winners, the the guys in in, in the Entrepreneurs Club, uh, we're doing a workshop for them, with them tomorrow, so got an early start. But you know, we'll keep going through this one. So anyway, so looking at this alt the client journey, and I'm gonna drop drop Stevie in into this in a minute, but I'm just going to give you a bit of context. So why why is it so important, and why am I focusing so much on this whole? client journey thing right by the end of january you're gonna be sick to death of me talking about it and the reason is is because this for me is this is easy money for you guys right this is low-hanging fruit and i'll give you a real world example so i had a conversation yesterday with someone who was describing to me um the journey the experience that they'd had with a, a medical aesthetic practitioner right and this is exactly what it happened is they booked booked an appointment and they were charged for the appointment right and i'm i'm just going to leave it quite vague but they looked they booked the appointment they were charged for the appointment the point they paid close to 100 quid for it they were spent about 10 minutes just you know being pulled and prodded and talked spoken about and then it was almost straight into a kind of like well this is what we can do for you and would you like to buy some skincare and when they walked out of the of the um, the consultation, essentially what they had was a, some scribbled notes handed to them, and I just thought, "Wow, the bar is really, really low here. The bar is really low." And if that that experience had happened to me, I would have been probably hopping mad about it, actually, especially having paid for it. And the reason I'd have been annoyed. Is because of this calculation, right? V equals P over E. And that calculation essentially is value equals profit over experience. So when we think about we were getting value for money, we weigh two things up is, sorry, price over experience, not profit, price over experience is how much have I paid for it and what did I get for my money? And if there's a balance, then we consider we've had value for money. If it's weighted too heavily on experience, it feels cheap. It's, you know, probably a bit cheap. And if it's too weighted too much on price, I we feel that we've been ripped off. So it's finding that balance. And this is why creating a client journey helps you to create that balance. But you need to actually design it. It doesn't just happen. It's not something that you can just go, right, that was awesome. That was done. And this is a process that is continually evolving. It's always moving. And if I think about my career in my business career, and especially my career in the aesthetics market, essentially what I've done is specialized in helping people in maximize that client experience. That's what that's essentially what I've done. Because the better your client experience is, the more you can charge. And also you won't feel like you're, you know, overcharging or anything like that, because the emotional stuff is in there as well. So I go through this a lot, and I talk about avatar. I talk about 
Um, you know, the difference between push and pull marketing, buy my shit versus let's be friends. I talk about the, the average, the, um, ascending transaction model about how you move your clients through these sort of stages. And I talk a lot about the acquisition phase, activation, consultation, and retention phases of the client journey. This is all designed and it's designed by me because this is how I'm building AE. This is what we've done. And it's hard to get all these four things working. It's really hard. But my message to you that is even the action of trying to improve it, I think puts you in the top 20% of this market because I majority of people don't even bother thinking about this, let alone actually making any attempt to do it. And if they do, it's not considered. So do yourselves a favor and take the step towards creating a client journey. And we're going to talk, I'm going to bring Stevie in now because we're going to have a talk about um, client journeys, about uh, how you can, you know, improve your client journey and things that you can do um, to make, to get the most out of what you're doing. So without further ado, introducing Stevie. Hey then. Yeah, yeah, good. I was just laughing to myself because uh, I had a really funny, like, schooled somebody in terms of um, their client experience because they sent me loads of rubbish through the post to the practice that was like, I'm going to increase your Invisalign revenue by 548% and you're going to be the only practice in Taunton. But I've only got room for one more practice in Taunton. And I was like, this is a crock of shit. And you wasted a tree on it. And you sent it in a bubble line envelope. And I literally sent that in an email. And was like, if you would like to know more about how to actually get clients, please feel free to talk to me. <laughs> I haven't had a reply from that email yet. You won't get a reply. Right. Can I just, we just need to make a quick comment on your, uh, on your dungarees. Are you ready? I've introduced a new character into the uh, Data 8 world. His name is Captain Insano. And he has something to say about your dungarees. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, right, back to the plot. So, um, a set of entrepreneurs audience, those out there, we are talking about client journey. We are talking about ways to make your client journey less shit. Because I'm going to be quite, you know, honestly, Bomb, it's not about, for the majority of things, it's not about how can we improve your client journey. Actually, I think a lot of them were coming from the other way. And it's how do you start off by just making it a bit less shit. And the first thing is, as I said earlier, is consideration. Actually understanding that there is a client journey and there is a pathway. And the best businesses in the world have the best client pathways. So guys who are listening, give me an example. I want to know the business that you highly respect for this client pathway. And the easiest way of thinking about it is it's the one who takes as the most amount of money off of you. So businesses out there who take shitloads of money off you are the ones that have great client journeys. So Stevie, give me an example, right? Who, give me a business that relieves you of lots of cash. Oh, it's got to be something about triathlon, hasn't it? <clears throat> Actually, i tell you a really good one. Really good one is uh, the people that coach me for triathlon now. They're amazing at this. They're yeah. really good. They've got all of the bases covered. And I first came to them. I kind of knew who the business owner was, but they've got 
a podcast which has got loads of information on it and then you kind of like roll from there into a really cool blog and then they've got little bits by all of the different coaches and then you can kind of like narrow in on a coach and then you can kind of like you can do a time audit on there you could do all sorts of things around training before you ever get to a point where you have to pay and then you do an email kind of like form with loads of information on it and then you get like a little email correspondence and then you get an introductory call with a coach and then finally you get to the actual kind of like paid coaching part and I think it's really fantastic. And I look at it and think, yeah, it's a company that's nailed it. And it's not, and you know, it's one of those kind of small businesses as well. You know, I know the guy that started it. It's not like it's massive specialized Apple or anything like that. And so it just goes to prove that you can do it as a, just a person from your office. Like it does happen and you can do it really well. I like that. So essentially what they do is they move you through a journey, right? So content, yeah. content to content. Wow. Yeah. And 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 you end up just giving them money, right? Yeah, and then they go. You know what? You can. Here's, we give you an invoice every month, but let's make it easy for you to pay us. Oh, and by the way, we run some holidays as well. So, did you want to come on a holiday with us? And then you can pay for that. And there's you can buy some kit with us. We have a kit shop. So, would you like to buy any kit with us? They're great. They've had loads of my money. They're about to have like a lot more this year. I've booked a holiday. Uh, I've bought all of the kit. Um, yeah, like I'm officially a kind of like I'm a brand maven now for try training harder. There you go, <laughs> right? So yeah, that's called an upsell, by the way. You know the holiday? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, called, yeah. Called an upsell. It's very useful. Um, who do I who do I spend money with? Oh, it's blatantly uh, who do I know? Who who takes the most amount of money off me on a regular basis? Um, it's Apple. They take money off me quite a lot. I was going to Am- say Apple. Your number Amazon, one. Uh, Disney. Disney are very good at taking money off me. Well, the thing is, Disney. Oh, because you have the automated thing, so you don't like you don't think about it. It just goes out automatically, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, Disney own my entire childhood, right? So you know, Star Wars, <laughs> Marvel, you know, you name it, they own it, right? So they've. It's I can't not pay the money if I want to, you know, live, enjoy anything. Um, Apple, obviously, because I can't really work without them. Um, Amazon, clearly, because they just you know they just. I know it's a cliche, but people talk about, you know, making Amazon easy to buy from that whole one click mm. thing. I mean, it's, it make it does, it just makes it so easy. And I'm, I'm not in my mind, it's like to aspire to that. It's probably unlikely because you don't have the resources, but again, even just designing something like that, where it makes it easy to buy from is, is that's essentially what we built matrix for because it made it easy to get access to content and then easy to, to click to buy it one click. Yeah, I think the Amazon thing is amazing because, like, literally you ever need legit anything and you're like, oh, I need that fast. Like, I pay for my Prime account every single month. I need anything fast. The first place I'll go to check is Amazon. I might not be able to get it on there, but it's the first place I'll always check. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not waxing lyrical about Amazon, but it does make it easy. I had to return something today. Uh, a remote, a mobile, a remote um, microphone and a battery won't charge. So that's what I actually remember when I was speaking to you earlier and I was doing chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That did not go so well, though, right? Yeah, the chat didn't work because <laughs> I ended the chat while I was in the middle of it, having just spent ten minutes talking to some bloke called Simon. Yeah, I believe you, I believe you told me to go and f myself or f off, and then I had to clarify that you were not talking to me. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm used to that now, but that's fine. I think what I actually said was you fucking twat, and it wasn't. Yeah, I like, think what? that's. Yeah. Sorry, it wasn't you. Sorry, I was talking to the Amazon dude. But anyway, <laughs> after I finally got on the phone, I did 
managed to solve it. And they literally they've got a replacement coming out to the post to me tomorrow. So it's dead easy. Um, so yeah, so guys, listen, you know, get involved. Tell me who, because this is important. Because if there's an experience that you you enjoy and you you actually like spending money with certain companies copy it you know what is it about that that makes it enjoyable i've I just thought of another one and you might have had this you know there's a really and this is really simple so wiggle have like a little app and it's very easy to order off but i tell you something else that they do and this is really minor but cyclists will absolutely lose their shit if it doesn't happen when you get a parcel from wiggle you get a little bag of haribo in it really yeah, and if you don't get the bag of Haribo, like, people will post on social media, I didn't get my bag of Haribo, did this happen to anybody else? But, like, you will order things only from Wiggle, like, you'll order things from Wiggle just so you get that bag of Haribo. Right. Coralie, I don't know if you're listening, let it be written so it should be said. Anybody orders anything from a set of entrepreneurs from here on, at this point they receive Haribo. I don't even like Haribo. Sort I'll eat it done. because it's in the bag, and if I don't get it, I'm upset. All right, yeah, you can give it <laughs> give it to someone. But yeah, it's little things like that. So actually, yeah, I, I did order from um, Wiggle today. So for those of you who don't know what Wiggle is, Wiggle is a online um, cycle retailer, basically. I only do other bits and pieces as well. But um, today, I bought my first. Oh, even thinking about it makes me shudder. My first cycling bib. Bib set right with what's the cheer button press the press the cheer noise i'm happy i'm really right. those of you who are interested as to why why have i decided to dress myself like a middle-aged man man in lycra it's purely necessity because um i want to um get you know fitter i've got my head fixed on you know getting my black belt and all and and just generally just getting fitter and talking to Stevie, he's like, well, you need to about a couple of hours cycling a week. So easiest thing to do actually was to cycle to the office. So I did that. Bear in mind, my office is what, 16 miles away from where I live. And, um, but I'm going to tell you all the story, right? So just, but yes. just pull up a chair, listen to this, right? So I think it was when, where are we now? Thursday. So it's Tuesday I did it. And, um, so I got my, got my bike sorted, you know, cause I, over lockdown, I bought a nice bike, like, like lots of men. And um actually not just men, it's a unisex thing buying lots of bikes over lockdown, wasn't it? Yeah, like yeah, I did that. humans, right? <laughs> we bought bikes over lockdown. Um anyway, and got the kit together, cycled an hour and a half to my office, it's all, it's all good. Cycled back, mistimed it all, hadn't eaten all day, my padded shorts aren't as padded as I thought they were, and to avoid staying off the main roads, I went down basically what is a farm track at night with a basically a really shitty light on the front um that was like a candle um really slowly got home managed to have time to go home have a shower and then go to karate training absolutely screwed my day up completely i'm still suffering from it now so feedback was um get some chamois cream or arslard as we call it in the mountain you know, it's, it's chamois cream chamois chamois cream arslard right that's what it is arslard <laughs> Um, and, um, some better shorts. Now, you know, apparently the thing to do is you have the bibs. So, you know, go over your shoulders, like a, basically like a leotard. Um, so, you, so it doesn't, uh, so that your shorts don't ride down. This is, I understand yeah. this because this happened to me a lot on Tuesday, stopping to pull my shorts up. Okay. So anyway, long story short, I'm now sorted. It was a really easy experience buying from Wiggle. The good price as well. I managed to get 40% off this. Um, and, um, you know, 
all set. Looking forward to my Haribos. Yeah, if you don't get your Haribo, make sure you complain about it. Okay, I will. That was a long, very long explanation <laughs> for what's happening, but it's very powerful, I can tell. See, everyone was thrilled with that explanation of what's doing on. Literally nobody has commented on the Haribo, apart from Coralie, who said, uh, we'll only do small packs. So I think Coralie only maybe do small packs. But well, yeah, I'm not intending, yeah. we're not sending someone like, you know, here's a whole party bag of Haribo. That's just not No, because if you're going to do that, can you send me Percy Pigs instead? Because I've got a real Percy Pig fetish and I'm like, <laughs> that's better. Oh, right. So Louise, Louise wins double Haribo in the next one. She said, when I said, who is it? Who do you buy from and who gives the best experience? A.E. You've got something brown at the end of your nose. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to say anything mean about Louise. Louise is now, you know, she's, now, like, you know, best customer. Best customer. Uh, I'll find a best customer badge and give it to Louise. Yeah. There we go. With a Haribo. Uh, cool. So, apparently, Lou's got a supplier. I hope we're still talking about Haribos. We could be talking about anything. If she's talking about <laughs> Percy Kicks, that would be great. Cool. So, who are you buying from? So, we've experienced... So, Wiggle do a good customer service. Uh, funny enough, we're all talking about digital businesses here. Weirdly, Amazon, Apple is a digital business. Um, wiggle digital business AE digital business. So let's let's move to physical environments because I do think it's harder, you know, with respect to everybody. And I know I'm a bit flippant because, like, you know, it's it's not easy what you do and it's to create all of that. But COVID has given some real opportunities. So for the initial consultations to do those online, you can add value to that whole thing. But it's like for you, for example, Stevie, you know. When you're thinking about your clinic and your business, what is it that you're, what's the experience that you're trying to provide for your client? So, I mean, if I think I work in a kind of obviously dental surgery, so it's like aesthetic and cosmetic stuff all together there. So we, we're charging a very high ticket items. We have a lot of aesthetic um, dental stuff that comes out and obviously all the aesthetics that go with that as well. I always think about how does it look to me as a patient? So every single day when I walk in, I try and get a feel for if I've got like 10 minutes. I gen- And I genuinely do this is that I will go to the front door and walk from the front door to reception and like say hi to reception and chat to them and then go upstairs. You can pick up a lot, even in things like, oh, well, this needs doing, this might need painting, whatever, for the actual experience and how you feel about it. Um, but yeah, you, you want the sense of feeling it's, it's luxury, it's calm, it's professional. You want trust. Um, I remember doing quite a lot of work with Russ when we did my branding. Um, and he gets you to pick out kind of lots of words about how you want people to feel and things like that. So I think just spending some time thinking about what is it you're actually trying to portray? Because not everybody's the same. So I'm often quite high energy. Um, a lot of people in my field are maybe kind of like calmer. I want a lot of energy, but very relaxed as well and that kind of stuff. Um, whereas some other people want something slightly different. And you need to think about how that is in terms of all of your senses as well. So even just walking through it as a patient, I think is really valuable mm. because how would you want to be treated? And imagine that you're paying that money to be there. Maybe you want a coffee machine in the reception. Maybe you want you can pick the type of music that you want to be playing. How do you actually want to be greeted by reception? 
do you want them to walk you up the stairs? So this is something we've had a conversation about in clinic is, should we be walking people up and down the stairs? Now, I've had the conversation with my nurse that actually I want everybody to be walked down the stairs because I want everybody to have a proper exit and a proper um, pathway out there so that we go down and say, we need to book this for Mr. So-and-so and it's going to be in this X amount of time. They can have some small talk with the nurse on the way down. And they, that's a really valuable part of it for them. And I've noticed they leave on a much happier note because they're not confused about where they're going. They kind of get all the plan and everything drawn up for them. They've got a plan in front of them, which breaks down the cost of everything, what they're having done on the way out, which they literally have to sign. And that's it. And it's been explained to them about three times by that point as well. So little things like that, I think, are really important. Mm. No, I agree. I think make clarity is is one of the things that you, I think that experience has to give. It's bare minimum. So you think you know, as you say, value is equal value, price for experience. Confused people don't buy. So if you're giving them clarity and say cutting down all the anxiety, I think this, you know it's a really good thing to do to look at um, because I think we do. I suppose overestimate that experience. I mean, I've, I've done it as well. One of the things that Coralie did when she first came in was go, right, we're going to walk, I'm going to walk through your client journey. Mm-hmm. And we found some really, really big gaps. Things that I thought were obvious aren't obvious. You know, how do you get onto Matrix? How do you do this? How do you do that? And when you're in it, it's difficult to see. So it's great that you can take that step out and walk through it as your, mm-hmm. on your client, as from your client's point of view. Cause at the end of the day, that's the experience that, you know, they're paying for really. Yeah. And I think um, that kind of note about clarity is that because the more expert you become on something, the harder it is for you to go back to a level where you didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. Every single person that comes in your door as a new client doesn't understand what you do. Like they understand it a little bit. They kind of have an emotion about why they're there. But you it's up to you to explain to them what you do, how you do it and how that benefits them. And doing simple things, you know, my my consultations, my um, examinations, that sort of thing don't actually take that long. And what a lot of the support staff say to me is a lot of the other practitioners here, the patients come out and they're very, very confused Mm. because they've used a lot of jargon because they've been they've just not thought about how this is to the client. So whereas I will explain everything in layman's terms to them, because there's no point me using that professional jargon because it means absolutely nothing. So kind of understanding that your client knows nothing and you know everything and trying to bridge the gaps, really, really important. And doing things like having a treatment plan that's very simply laid out that has little notes on it if you need to that are typed up so they can take it away and digest it. The number of times somebody's come back and gone, oh, I got this and it had this on it and I didn't quite understand. Can you just clarify it? And you go, oh, yeah, that's this that we talked about. Oh, right. okay, I've got it because they've had time to digest it and think about it. So I think kind of understanding that knowledge, the the big gap between you is part of your client journey that needs to be established. And I say that's what clarity is about. Yeah, it's I think it's in all businesses. That's that's common. So we look at, um, you know, sales and marketing, coaching, whatever. Um, I often use this word because I heard it in a, in a seminar once. And this bloke was, was talking about, you know, incongruent marketing. Now, I, I didn't even know what he was talking about. So I can pretty much guarantee no one else in the room knew what he was talking about. I wasn't sure he knew what he was talking about. But essentially what he meant was just marketing that is understood. And I thought it was a real mm-hmm. irony in stood there talking about incongruent marketing as being understood when you're not being understood by using incongruent marketing as a term. <laughs> That's like the cleverest thing you've ever said, man. I think so, yeah. But yeah <laughs> I think I've been cleverer than that. 
yeah, maybe you have. Fine line so. between genius and crazy. Not often though. But yeah, but it's, <laughs> but this is, as, as Corey, you know, as, um, Corey's posted, like, you know, getting someone to test your journey for feedback. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, have I told you my game show idea? Oh God. I, when you say, have I Don't told you? This could be the here. best idea in the world. You've already. In fact, you know what? No, fuck you. Because of that face, I'm not going to. I know, because it. I want to hear it now, because now I've no. got FOMO and you know. No. <laughs> I'm going to text you every day. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> no, I don't want to tell you. Shall I... I'm going to text you right now. Oh, God. All right. Okay. So, look. So, you, you mentioned about um, uh, you know, the c- communication and making things simple and easy to understand. So, my idea was I was going to do a game show on uh, AE where we get four prof- medical aesthetic professionals. Not just, you know, not four aesthetic Four aesthetic professional, not necessarily medic. And we take the top five um, treatments as per, as per Google, and we look at what the top five questions are. So what the client, what is the public asking? So if it's around microdermabrasion, for example, we take top, top five questions and we just ask people that question and they can answer it live and listen. And I'd be really interested to see what comes out because some people aren't great at communicating. And I think there'd be some quite interesting answers. Um, it might be a little bit of a car crash, but that was my idea anyway. I actually really like that idea. I'm sorry I laughed at it. There you go. That's like literally the only apology you'll ever get from me. So I would like <laughs> you to record Because if you ever need an apology from me, like that's going to be it. That's going to be playing back that recording. So I haven't had an apology. I said sorry. When? Just now I said, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have laughed at you. All oh, right, yeah, sorry. Now I've got it, yeah. so I'm going to cut that, edit it into <laughs> Miller, if you're watching this back, just take that apology. We'll just cut it out, use it, standalone clip, put it in lots of stuff. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, not, but as an idea, not to embarrass, but just to educate. Because I think, um, yeah, when you listen, listening to <clears throat> how people explain things, I've always been of the, the opinion that some of my ideas, if I can't explain them to my kids, they're not going to work. And I do, I've used Toby, my now 11 year old as a sounding board for some ideas. Um, and he's gone, yeah, I kind of get that. And it's okay. Use Isaac as well. Um, I think sometimes using your peers actually is the wrong thing to do because mm-hmm. they, they really understand it and you need to kind of come down a couple of levels. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're out there in, in the AE world, right? Let's look at what you're communicating, how you're communicating things and see if you can get your kids to understand what you do. Because um, if they they can, your communication is clear. Yeah, I think they always say if you if you can't um, explain something to a five year old, you don't fully understand it yourself. Uh, I actually think that's really accurate. I do too. Mm. Or because I have the attention span of a five year old, so it, your attention span is poor. People are it's halfway perfect. through. It's not. It's not poor. It's perfect <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not great for me. Stop! Hey, hey, hey! Back to thinking about something else. <laughs> so you can joke, but that's how we have a conversation. It is. Days. That's a coaching course, right? So, mm. for those of you out there, when I'm doing my coaching, by the way, my my attention span is much longer than that. I am far more professional <laughs> than that. Just you're not going to be talking to me, and I'll be drifting off. Um, it's just me. I'm white noise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so what were you saying? Off. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Are you like? Do you want to come and do day eight? So I, you can come on and 
I can abuse you live on air. <laughs> 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 yep. You didn't break it that time either. Well done. found the button. <laughs> it's all over now. It's all over now. I found the Captain Insano button. <laughs> We're all in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen Water? Have you seen the movie Waterboy? No. no that's where that's that's where that's I from. Need to see it. Yeah, I need to see it. It's one of those on my to watch list. Anyway, only... we're supposed to talk about Client Journey. Shut up. It's the only Adam Sandler movie that I can really stomach. It's actually quite funny. Oh, I really okay. do like it. Um, well, you know, this is this is part of the client journey. We are, you know, it's all added value, isn't it? You know, the new AE this magazine. Is, yeah, I mean, this. I guess this is why people like AE, though, isn't it? When when you think about AE's client journey, I think mm. a big part of AE for the client journey is the atmosphere. Right. Yeah. Like, I know that sounds weird, but actually you welcome people into an atmosphere. The first thing that you do in Aesthetic Entrepreneur, so when I met you, we had a call, we went into the group, and I was suddenly in this group of people that I was like, oh, there's a world outside Beige Chinos. And I (laughs) knew about this, but I didn't know there were other people out there. (laughs) So that's I think that's a big thing as well. It's like we always talk about um, kind of like community and stuff like that. But part of the client journey is like what, what attitude are you trying to portray? What per, what part of your personality is it that you want them to buy mm. into, I think? Yeah, I think it's it's authenticity, right? <clears throat> and um, I learned this, I learned it the hard way because, well, trying to be something else wasn't working. So it's you just got to, and as soon as I kind of relaxed and you start being yourself and I started swearing at people, um, things you know things moved forward in a positive way and i've never really never looked back and now i i know for a fact an absolute fact that authenticity is the only way to grow a business that you enjoy working in because you attract people like you etc etc um and um you know it's some people are spiritual so have a business that has a spiritual element to it some are physical you know have a physical aspect to it yeah do that i think if you ignore the, what your underlying drive is, you fail because it's almost like subconsciously you want to mm-hmm. you, you sabotage yourself because what you're doing, you know, is just shit. And as soon as you drop in your passion, what you're really fired up about, it flies. It's I don't ask, don't tr- ask me how it works. It's like pixie dust. It's just magic. Well, I said this before a long time ago. One of the things that I heard was. Um, Somebody said, if you if you speak from your head, people hear it mm. from in their head, which is okay. But if you speak from your heart, people hear it in their heart. And like, that sounds a bit cheesy and cliche. But it's totally true. I mean, this year for me, I've done more in terms of my circle of influence than I've ever done before. And I had the conversation with you today that I was approached by somebody within the dental industry who had started listening to my podcast. And he's totally the target market for me as a coaching client. He mm. started listening to my podcast because he's seen me um on an interview with dentistry magazine um and that's just literally me reaching out and talking about myself and I'm not talking about dentistry in it I'm talking about me as a person and what I'm doing in triathlon and all that and that's what people are interested in um likewise in terms of my clients my patients that come in one of the things that I've always done with them is talk massively about their lifestyle factors and their health and that's now the you know the the big bit of my business and I still yeah. apply that to dentistry and aesthetics because it's so important and I was trying to kind of fit into this box and this journey that everybody else had created and I was like wait this doesn't work for me and how would I want to be 
treated as a patient and a client and what's important to me because when you look at those things you're an expert in them because you're interested in them and also you create a journey that's so much better because you've thought about all those little things because you've gone oh yeah no I would want that to be there and it appeals to a real niche person your avatar who then goes through that journey and thinks exactly the same as you do about it this is awesome it's got all the things that I need in it to help me with the problems Hmm. yeah and you end up having you know conversations are are more interesting it's just it's Mm -hmm. just more fun right and yeah. so think back to a time when you've got a client who's been utterly wrong. What'd it feel like? I I literally, I'm not very tolerant of that. And I, uh, I'm glad I have support staff to help me with that. Cause I'm like, right. Well, this is going to be a short appointment guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I had, um, I suppose the last, the last one that didn't go well, um, well, usually that doesn't happen that often now because we generally filter them out before they even get to a call with me. But when someone said to me um, that, "Oh, you waffle a bit," just I'd, I just want the, I just want the facts, but also I want you to do it for me. <laughs> How did that go? What was the response to that? Because I'd be interested to know. <laughs> I was actually quite ta- I was quite taken aback um, because it's not something I hear very often because it's so it's just a complete. It's just like, sorry, what? To, you know, how, one, have you, how have you not, have we arrived at this point? So it's kind of thinking, you know, again, back to the client journey. Is there, a, was there a failure in the client journey? Because what I'd want people to understand is, hey, I like telling stories, right? That's how I explain things. I, by anecdote, storytelling, you know, and if you consider that to be waffly, mm-hmm. fine, go and buy a manual and read mm. that. Cause if that's how you take information in, not, hey, I'm not offended. We just guess what? It ain't gonna work. I I'm a visual thinker, and if you're not, that's not gonna work. So one is how did they get to me without realizing that's how I worked, and the second thing is how did they think they can afford to pay me to do it for them? Yeah, I think that's one of the. I don't know whether you would agree with this, but uh, I think a massive part of the journey, the client journey, has to be. How do you filter out or how do you filter out the people you don't want as yeah. well as attracting the people you do want is one thing, but how do you not attract the deadwood? I've had it recently. I had a client that signed up like literally before Christmas and then like two weeks in, we were like, this is not the right fit. Yeah. And it kind of approached me with all the enthusiasm and then literally all the action steps I'd said, you need to do this, this and this had not taken. So we just got to a point where we we're like, this yeah. is not right for you. you, you fired so. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Which you're entitled to do. And again, guys out there in AE land, you can fire your clients. You are allowed to do this. If they're wrong. And if they might talk a good game, but if they're, you know, sometimes, you know, I don't even end up firing them. They just, uh, stop paying me. And I go, yeah, right. Off you go. Literally, it's like, well, whatever, you know, just disappear off. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it can be quite a direct sort of thing or, or off they go. Don't turn up for their appointments. I had a I had a really interesting one actually. I had I had a really like totally really out there like strange person come and see me, and in the and we kept having the same conversation. And I was like, but there's no problem. I can't help you. We have the same conversation every time. And in the end, I said, look, you need to go and see somebody else. This is not working because every time you come in, we have the same conversation, and I can't do anything for you. And I kid you not. 
she begged she stood at the door and pleaded for me to see her again and I said but we're not doing anything we're just doing this differently anyway she came back and saw another practitioner and um yeah she's getting on fine and I was like it's really interesting that mm. a you begged and pleaded to see me even though I told you we weren't going to do anything but b You've been to see somebody else who said exactly the same as I did, but obviously communicated to you in a way that is suited suited to you. Mm. And that's great because you guys will be fine and you'll work as a great relationship. But for me, not the right fit at all. I thought you were completely cuckoo. You might be normal. I might be the cuckoo one. That is likely. However, (laughs) it's finding a right fit for you, isn't it? It is. And you think, how many times have we done the avatar exercise? Uh, I mean, I do it like, how often do I do it? Like once a month? Richard, I, I need to do this. Do, well, what's your avatar's problems? Okay, I'm going to go back to my mind map again. I'll see you in a day. <laughs> it's it's the point. It's the client. It's the part of the client journey that everything comes from. So, funny enough, in the course, the client journey course. Quick little plug there. The first part of the client journey course. I help you to unpack your avatar. And if you haven't done it yet, you need to do that. Course is a hundred pounds plus VAT. It's the cheapest it's ever going to be. And I guarantee you, you are never going to get me to unpack your avatar for a less than that. Never going to happen. So if you're interested, I would do that bit. Just, just do it just to get the avatar bit. Um, if you're already in the AE program, by the way, you get the course for free. Anyway, sales, sales messages. Uh, oh, we'll be back. We'll be back after these messages. Hi, have you? <laughs> Um, I'm Richard Crawford Small, author uh, of The Client Journey. You might remember me from such uh, amazing courses as The Accelerator, uh, Client Journey, uh, AE Performance, and GSD. Hang on. I'm just breathing in, and your office smells of rich mahogany. Do you have many leather-bound books in there as well? (laughs) I'm absolutely not going to finish off that scene. Stop there, Stevie. Stop. Uh, it's just we. It's just wrong. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, man, I love that film. Right. Uh, so, um, back to ask ask the questions, <sighs> Lou. Uh, yeah, I think now I can put myself out there. Feel more positive. I'm not like you guys. Uh, and that put that put me off ever starting imposter syndrome, but I guess now can people can suck it up. Absolutely, um, you're not. You know, you are you. Was it say? Was it uh, that saying? Is it always be yourself unless you can be Batman, and then be Batman? Yeah, my mum actually got me on a poster that said, "Always be yourself and t- unless you can be a flying unicorn, then be that." Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd rather be myself than a flying unicorn. You do, yeah, you, so it's it's individual. It's oh, a flying unicorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah I see that to a lot of people on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't shit rainbows. Just ask my kids. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, imposter syndrome has a lot to answer for, a hell of a lot mm-hmm. to answer for. Um, it can ruin lives, ruin businesses, but at some point you just kind of have to get over it. Um, there are lots of so there's lots of support to help get over imposter syndrome. I think you do need support to do it. It's not something that you can do yourself. And things that help you get over imposter syndrome are your clients. 
once you start to believe what your clients are telling you that i e you're good at what you do and you're making positive change and they love you know you really like you keep a brag file this has really helped me right is because after you know most of the story goes got a bit of a kick in when my business nearly went bust um I had to rebuild it and in those early stages your confidence is shot to bits but i realized what i was doing was working and getting the positive messages so the first thing is believe the positive messages right people are quick enough to tell you your shit so why wouldn't mm-hmm. they tell you when you're good believe it and read them and the more you read them the more you you know you start to kind of feel like hang on i do know my stuff and then the final part of that is you just have to not really give a shit what people think about you and it's hard that's that's the hard bit mm-hmm. it took me a long time to do that but now i can quite comfortably say i don't really give a toss what most people think about me and the people who i do care about what they think about me think i'm fucking awesome so there we go you know imposter syndrome yeah and i think Ick. i think imposter Done. syndrome is one of those things where it never goes away it's just that like you get more comfortable in where you are so your comfort zone just grows a bit that's all it is that's all that happens your comfort zone grows a bit and then you suddenly go right i've got to take another step outside because i've got to grow a bit more and you get there and you're like i don't know what i'm doing newsflash nobody knows what they're doing just crack on with it everybody's yeah. got imposter syndrome in that sense yeah. nobody knows what they're doing everyone's just pretending yeah. We're all pretending. Yeah. Parents out there, hands up here, who doesn't want their kids to know that you're making this shit up as you go along. <laughs> Literally, you know, I get that all the time. Dad, you don't know what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Yes, of course I know what I'm doing. Okay. Uh, my dad still does that to me. I'm 31 years old and he's still, tra- he's still, and I still fall for it. But he knows what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's doing. He hasn't got a clue. Uh, we don't know what we're doing. So, you know, if the world is the world is kind of chaotic and inventing things as I go along, so then just jump in, do the same as everyone else is fine. Uh, Rick's here. How you doing, buddy? Um, witnessed a practitioner lose themselves several thousand pounds this week by having a crappy consultation that they charged handsomely for. Well, there we go. It's exactly what we were saying earlier, right? So it's value, prof, value, price, experience. You know, I think. I, did you, I think people generally know when they're chucking shit out for a lot of money. They must do. People are more... They're, they're I think um, it's, it's like you have to... It's, sometimes it's experimental. Like people are like, oh, how do you set prices? And I'm like, well, what do you feel... What do you like? What do you feel it's worth? And then what do you feel comfortable? And then like push it up. And at the point where you feel a bit uncomfortable with it, you either need to add something to it or you need to take the price down. Like that's what you can charge. And sometimes I genuinely think that is how you do it. We just increased some prices at the practice. And I just said, you know what? I need an entire surgery refit to be comfortable with this, Hmm. which is what I'm going to get. I said, I don't want to lower the price, but in order to do this, this is the experience that my client has to have. Add value. So what you want to be doing when you're adding value, so that there is there is value, there is cost. If you want to create something that has low cost to you, but has a high value to your client, and that is what you add in. So things like so refitting a surgery, for example, high relatively high cost, but probably Very not as high. high as the value add. So people walking into a new environment, you know, a plant pot strategically placed to cover up a pipe, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of quid adds value. So if you think about that in your head. You don't have to kind of spend bucket loads of money to create the environment. One one thing I did realize um, for a client when I was way, 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 way back was um, I got them to rehang the door. 
because when I walked in, there's a high street cl- high street clinic. When I walked in, I had to open the door outwards, and it was yeah. really uncomfortable into a small little space. So I said, well, just rehang the door. Next time I came, they had listened to what I said, and door opened in, and it completely transformed the way mm-hmm. that you entered the business. And all of a sudden, door opened up, you could see the reception area, and it was stepping into the business, and you welcomed mm-hmm. in, rather than trying to have a fight with this ridiculous-sized door. Door's heavy as hell as well. So there's little things like that. And don't, you know, think outside the box. You know, it's like, right, how can I make this better? What can I do to improve it? Small things like that. That may well have had more value than, you know, chucking an air conditioning unit in or something like that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And it's and it's stuff that's overlooked. And I think one of the things that a lot of professionals miss out on, certainly in the dental world, is um, we often have meetings about price rises and I'll go, yeah, that's fine. I'm happy to charge that. This is what I need from your, you know, marketing, estates team, whatever, to for me to provide that value. This is what I need to happen. And this is the appointment length I need. And this is what I need from the support team. So basically, you can come with me. You can come to me with any price that you want me to charge for that particular treatment. That's absolutely fine. But there are other things that are attached to that. Um, the Invisalign stuff that we started doing as well, like we're not the cheapest person in town, but I said, right, what we need to do is we need to provide um, a little welcome pack. So we have one for when they come in and have the consultation, when they come on an open day, then when they come back in and they start the treatment, there's like a whole branded bag. It's got a little kit to keep all their teeth clean when they take all the things in and out. You know, you can do exactly the same with aesthetics. Yeah. Have you got the little kind of skin friendly makeup? Have you got all the little SPS, the travel kit, all that sort of stuff when you've done a big treatment plan? What's going to complement it? And there's loads of stuff you can do with that. And it doesn't have to be, it can be a little compact mirror that you can get done on Vista print with a little logo on it fantastic little thing that you can put in a little makeup bag and they can take it away absolutely mugs stickers t-shirts yeah it's the staple added value for a set of entrepreneurs t-shirt i love all my t-shirts i always want more richard stop trying to give me them because every time i turn up i try and pitch all the t-shirts i know we have a, we've got a whole new range of colors of these t-shirts coming out now uh I, I well i want every single color but i'm still waiting for my hoodie Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, actually, remind me because I need to. I want, I want to get one as well. So remind me, I'll have to get one. Which means Rick will want one and Corey will want one. So I'll have to get four. Yeah, as I was gonna say, I know. I'm not. I'm just going to email Auntie C because Auntie C will just do it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, I've been cut out of the process. Like, where's all this shit coming from? I didn't. I didn't <laughs> sign this off. Don't even have to anymore. You you just get the bill. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much awesome. Thank you for joining me today. It's been awesome good catch up um i think just before we go (laughs) i like i love you and hate you in equal measure (laughs) uh uh, there's that that's that's not gonna go old captain insano is gonna (laughs) that's gonna run and run and run um, and I guess, um, are you going to be on the first, um, of, I don't know what we'll call it, Mythbusters possibly, but the, um, the first AE game show. Yeah, I'd love to be on that because you can just, it'll be one of the times where you might actually find that I've got no words because I might panic and be like, I don't know. So yeah, it's probably worse. AE digital game show. I've got to work out a little bit how it, how we do it, but I think, it, I think it could be quite good fun or just a matter um, of Yeah. No, no, I think it will be great. I will, I'll give that a go. I'll have a chat. I'll try and work it, work it all out. But listen, guys, um, and out you out there in AE world, thank you very much for joining us for date at eight. 
Um, I hope you all have a fantastic weekend and um, look after yourself guys I'll catch up with you all again very very soon subscribe now for tips insight and stories to enhance empower educate and elevate your business to new heights